Well, welcome everybody to Dropping Keys, conversations and insights about life, leadership, love, and whatever else we get into. I'm Joel Morgan, the head of Key Exploration. And this, what you've opened up today is an A volume. Usually an A volume is just my ruminations, my thoughts on something, a key that was dropped by my previous co-conspirator. But today I'm going to be riffing on just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. But first I wanna remind us about what brings us here. And that is the poem by Hafez called Dropping Keys. The small man builds cages for everyone he knows while the sage who has to duck his head when the moon is low keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful rowdy prisoners. I've been thinking a lot about breathing lately. So many of the clients that I coach find that in the course of their everyday life, they're not breathing. Now, I don't mean that they're dead. I mean, they're just not breathing. They're not, they're not taking a full breath. They find themselves, in a sense, out of breath all throughout their day. They're, they're holding their breath even. Maybe they're waiting for something bad to happen or fearful about the outcome of a project that they're working on or a conversation they're about to have. They're not breathing. And when they're not breathing, their mind is sort of like in a bit of a cage. Because in some ways, it's not getting the oxygen that it needs. Let's just be physiological for a minute. And so the mind starts to race. It feels like it's under attack. It feels like there's something wrong. And so it begins to think in faster and faster ways and in less logical ways, in in less successful ways, in ways that don't elicit as many possibilities. And so then my clients find themselves making decisions that aren't very good for them, not keeping the promises to themselves that they've made that will bring them life and wholeness and and bring them into more of a fullness. And of course, there's the national conversation about breath, about breathing and what it means to allow people to breathe freely, if we wanna use that metaphor. Well, breathing, besides just being essential to life, of course, the exchange of oxygen, breathing connects us with everything. When you stop, and if you do it now, if you stop and you take a deep breath and you, and you breathe deeply into your, into your belly and you allow that breath to go back out, you connect with yourself in a different way. You connect with your physicality in a different way. You notice your body differently. You notice your mind differently. Your heart rate slows down. We know all of these things, but begin to be connected with what's going on in the moment, whether what's going on in the moment is helpful or not helpful, stressful or not stressful, whatever it is, breathing deeply connects us where we are in the present moment. When we're not breathing 
or when we're holding our breath or breathing very shallowly, we're not connected in the moment. We're not connected to the present. We're not connected to the people that are around us or to the, to the universe or the, the earth that's around us. We're not connected to the, the physical things that are around us. We're disconnected from our body. And how can we, how can we make good decisions if we're not present where we are? I think it's a, a problem, not just with my clients, but everywhere. We're racing from thing to thing to thing, social media, the news, just our lives and our work. There's, there's all of these things going on and we're, we're so rarely breathing. And so we become the small man. We put ourselves in these cages where we can't breathe. And when we can't breathe, when we aren't connected with the present, we cannot connect to our own physicality, our own humanity. And in turn, we cannot connect with the physicality, with the humanity of others. And so when we find ourselves in this breath-restricted cage, we put others in cages, because when we're not breathing, when we're not breathing deeply, when we're not connected, we're more likely to want to keep things, to control things, to put people in their place, because we aren't open to what's going on in the present. We aren't open to, to who people are and, and, and to what they're experiencing. Breathing connects us with ourselves. It connects us with the very life that is in us and that is all around us. Some interpreters of the Old Testament or, and of Hebrew will talk about that the word for, for breath, ruach in the Old Testament Hebrew, which is often translated spirit, that that word, even, even as I pronounced it there, that, that it may have been, the way it was pronounced, may have, may have been just like the natural sound of our breathing. And so breathing then connects us with this life, with this spirit, because in the Old Testament, in that creation story, we hear that God breathes into this mud being that God has crafted out of the dirt, out of the dust, and that that is what animates humanity, is the very breath of God. And so many other religious traditions have teachings about breathing. I mean, Buddhism, it's all about breathing in a sense, or at least where it begins. It's about, it's about sitting and connecting and being present as a way to eliminate suffering. But first we connect with our suffering because we become present. And when we breathe, literally, physiologically, we, we're, breathing in, we're breathing in parts of the universe. We're breathing in, you may think this is weird, we're breathing in parts of other people. We're, we're breathing in the elements of the earth and of the cosmos and of the universe because we're all made out of the same thing. And then when we breathe out, as one writer said, when we breathe out, we are contributing back out into 
life, parts of ourselves. And so it connects us when we are breathing, it connects us intimately with other people. So I've been thinking a lot about breathing lately. And I've been encouraging my clients, I've been encouraging myself to stop, to notice and to breathe, to see what happens when I breathe in the universe and I breathe out parts of myself. And I will say that when I do that, the cages that I find myself in, well, let me put it this way, the keys to those cages seem much more available. I don't feel as restricted because I'm connected with what's happening around me, in me. And I don't need to be thinking about 63 million things that are coming next. I don't need to be connecting necessarily with the shame and the guilt of my past. I, I can sit in this moment and, and be with whatever is there. And the keys seem to materialize because the breath brings clarity. Emerson wrote in a little poem about, or a little writing about success, a phrase that struck me. To know one life has breathed easier because you lived. To know one life has breathed easier because you lived is part of his definition of success. And so, friends, may you breathe easier, but may you breathe deeply. May you find yourself connected, even in the midst of all the things that are happening, so that you actually feel those things and that you know that you are part of everything that is all that is good. And may the sage drop the key to unlock the cage in which you find yourselves. Until next time.